Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year, producing a balanced budget, not just for football, and saving on travel because spending less on airfares means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favourite podcast app. Future you will thank you. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiu, and on this edition of the show, we're going to be looking back on Arsenal's 3-0 victory over Bodo Glimt of Norway. A comfortable win for the Gunners in the end. Job done, some wholesale changes in terms of the team, but perhaps not as many as many of us expected. I think that's fair to say. Uh, I have to be honest, I didn't think that Gabriel would start the game in the heart of the defence. I didn't think that uh, that Martinelli would start from the left. But actually, when I saw the lineup and I compared it to the lineup that we played against FC Zurich, it actually made sense. It actually made sense to me that Mikel Arteta would feel that at this stage in the group, where obviously we've only played one game previously, that we still really do need to get points on the board. We can't really afford to take any risks. And perhaps momentum is something that he was worried about going into this fixture and felt the need and the necessity to try and disrupt the team as little as possible, but also give those players who have been on the fringes uh, some opportunity. Uh, Obviously, Cedric Suarez uh, wasn't in the team. A lot of people expected him to be back in the team uh, because of the update that we had with regards to his fitness uh, just a, a short while ago. But obviously, Uh, He wasn't deemed uh, ready to start the game. He was on the substitutes bench. However, uh, Reese Nelson is another one that I think a lot of people felt was going to get the nod tonight, was going to get the, last night, I should say, uh, was going to get the opportunity to prove himself. He came on for the last few minutes, but, you know, again, he is another one who's returning to fitness. So perhaps there was a little bit of anxiousness uh, within the coaching staff around sort of throwing this player in from the start. And the same can probably be said for Cedric Suarez. So you you name the team uh, that, that Mikel Arteta did. It was Turner, Tomiyasu, Holding, Gabriel Tierney, uh, Vieira, Laconga, Xhaka, and then, of course, Marquinhos, Martinelli and Enketia up front. And I guess the players that you're really looking at to try and stake a claim are Fabio Vieira, Eddie Enketia. And, of course, both of those guys were on the score sheet. Um We'll run through the team sort of bit by bit and then we'll kind of come back to a couple of players and a couple of incidents and uh, and sort of uh, share some thoughts and feelings on them. This is going to be a, a, a much shorter episode than normal, but we will be back on Saturday morning with a real long episode where we can continue to react uh, to this game and we can pay a big focus and a big attention uh, to that game we've got coming up against Liverpool, which is huge at Emirates Stadium on Sunday. So, Running through the team, I thought Matt Turner had a fairly quiet game. He didn't have an awful lot to do. He made one really good stop, I thought, in the second half. Uh, down to his right, it was a really good, smart save. Good to see that despite not having an awful lot to do, he was switched on uh, when it really mattered. I thought that um, Tommy Asu had a pretty good game at right back, was very, very dominant over his opponent, was 
much stronger physically, was much quicker across the ground. And you're starting to see Tomiyasu get back into the kind of shape and fitness and form uh, that he was in prior to losing his place in the team. Now, let's be clear, right? Tomiyasu's not in the side because Ben White has been amazing. It's not for any other reason. It's not because people don't rate Tomiyasu. I'm sure it's not because Mikel Arteta doesn't rate Tomiyasu. He spent a lot of money to bring the guy into the club. And when he did come, he was thrust straight in and, and became a very important part of the side. But to have that option, uh, as well as Ben White, who's been playing incredibly well at the moment and doesn't deserve to be taken out of the Premier League side, is obviously great to see. And um, what you want from the likes of Tomiyasu, who are struggling to get into that side at the moment, is you want them, when they do get opportunities, albeit in the Europa League, maybe in the cup competitions later on, you want them to stake a claim. You want them to give everything. You want them to work hard. And you want them uh, to sort of, you know, give something, uh, give Mikel Arteta, sorry, something to think about, something to worry about. Um, at centre-back, Gabriel, you know, again, we know what Gabriel is all about. I, I don't wish to focus on his performance uh, too much, but it was good to see Rob Holding come into the team and have a pretty solid game as well. Look, I think we can all agree that Rob Holding is limited in that he isn't as good at progressing the ball out of the defence. He's in as quick across the ground uh, as Gabriel or Saliba or even White. He's he's that next level down, let's be honest. But what I love about Rob Holding is his willingness to work for the team and his willingness to kind of be that unselfish character and someone who um, I guess appreciates the fact that he plays for a really, really big club and hasn't seeked necessarily to uh, force a move out. Now, I think that says a lot and I think that plays a big part in why Mikel Arteta has been happy to keep hold of him as someone in the group who, you know, has a bit part role, but can be called upon when necessary. Attitude wise, he doesn't let you down. But in terms of his quality and ability, I think we can all agree that he's missing something. But to see him score that goal uh, was great. And more so than the goal itself, watching the way he celebrated the goal and how much it meant to him was 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 really heartwarming and great to see. Um, you can have players that are on the peripheries. You can have players that aren't part of the main focus and main plan. But if their attitude is as good as Rob Holdings, then they are no disruption whatsoever. And this comes back to that point we always make about Mikel Arteta and his desire to have certain types of characters within his group. So, yeah, really enjoyed um, Rob Holdings' goal and celebration. Left-back Kieran Tierney was solid um, and got taken off as well. Uh, in the second half, around about 17 minutes. Uh, so kind of to save his legs a little bit. Of course, he didn't start the game uh, against uh, Spurs at the weekend. Zinchenko did. I wonder if Tierney playing last night means that Zinchenko starts again at the weekend. We're going to have to see. Or if the withdrawal of Kieran Tierney at 70 minutes was something that suggests he might be part of the plan come the weekend. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Moving into midfield, Lokonga was okay. Um, I thought he got on the ball and dictated the play at times really nicely, really well. You know what he's all about. He drops into those pockets. He picks up the ball. He receives it on the turn quite a bit. And he wants to keep the play flowing and he wants to keep the play moving. Um, I don't think he was as dominant as he could have been. I don't think he was as controlling as he could have been, um, you know, in, in certain periods of the game. I thought there were moments where I looked at him and I went, yeah, you know, well done. You're kind of really strutting your stuff here. He's taking a claim all the while, building that confidence more and more and more. But did I come away from the game last night thinking he was sensational? No, I didn't. Um, but I, I think I could say that for a lot of players. Granite Xhaka in the team, uh, probably second or third gear throughout. 
in there really because we don't really have much choice at the moment. When you think about our midfield options and the injuries that we currently have in that position, Emile Smith-Rowe would, would have been a contender. Even in that left eight position, Mohamed Elneny would have been a contender. And then Lokonga could have played as an eight. But obviously those options weren't available to us and weren't available to Mikel Arteta at the time. So Xhaka had to, had to be in the side. And I don't think he overexerted himself. And of course, he, uh, like a, a number of others, was substituted early as well. We only played 58 minutes yesterday, so less than an hour. Um, Fabio Vieira, uh, look, listen, this guy has undoubtedly got incredible technical ability, right? He's he's so good on the ball, in possession. You can see that he just oozes quality and he's a player that I'm a big, big fan of. And you know what? Okay, it was Bodo Glimt at home. It wasn't the biggest or most difficult opponent. But what I liked about uh, Fabio Vieira's performance was that he impacted the game. His assist uh, for Rob Holding's goal was fantastic. He hit the crossbar before that. But not only the assist for Rob Holding's goal in terms of the cross itself, but the way he brought the ball down out of the air first was, was magnificent. And he whips in a delicious cross into the box. Gives Rob Holding really very little to do other than guide it on target. And what a goal it was. And then he gets his reward late on in the game as well uh, when he pops up, of course, to add Arsenal's third after some special, special play uh, from Gabriel Jesus. So, yeah, Vieira, positive again. You know, what we've seen of him so far has been positive. I still feel that he's a little bit slight. I still feel that he's a little bit lacking physically. Uh, you know, is that something that he can build? Is he deceivingly strong? You know, there's players that you looked at over the years and thought, Oh, this guy's a bit too uh, too sort of uh, lightweight, and maybe he's going to end up getting bullied and pushed around. And actually, sometimes they prove you wrong. I'm still a little bit unsure in that sense with regards to Fabio Vieira, but from a technical standpoint and an attitude standpoint, I don't think you can ask any questions right now. I think he's he's a good, worthwhile addition. Um, on the left-hand side, Martinelli, again, I felt like he was playing at kind of second, third gear. That's absolutely fine because we got through and we did what we needed to do. Um, not really going to judge him an awful lot on this game. On the right-hand side, Marquinhos was a little bit disappointing, I thought. I thought he looked really, really good against Zurich when he played um, out there. Obviously, he scored a goal as well. I just felt he was a lot more impactful that day. Whereas last night, I thought he was on the peripheries of things. And, and I found it interesting that Mikel Arteta made the decision to take him off when he did, because you can't say he's had too many minutes. You can't say, um, you know, that there was tired legs there. The guy played 59 minutes yesterday, hadn't played um, since the game against Zurich, I don't think, not even as a substitute, I can't think of. So, yeah, it's not as if, you know, he was sort of uh, blowing out of his backside and he needed to come off. I wonder, I just wonder, and I don't know this for a fact, I just wonder if Mikel Arteta was a little bit dissatisfied with his performance and that played a part in him coming off. He wanted to maybe send him a bit of a message that, listen, this is Arsenal Football Club and, and the level needs to be higher. Uh, as for Eddie Nketiah, again, I didn't think it was his greatest game. I thought he missed a real good opportunity um, in the second half where he was through on goal, but he did get a goal off the back of Kieran Tierney's shot coming back off the post. That was the opener uh, on the night. So obviously he played a big part in that sense. Spun away from the defenders a couple of times, sort of Gabriel Jesus style and, and set off attacks. Worked incredibly hard as he always does, but was it his best game? Maybe not, but I don't think anybody was at 
their magnificent best yesterday. It was a Europa League game that, in all in all fairness, felt like a bit of a hindrance and a bit of a pain in the backside coming in between games against Tottenham and Liverpool. We managed to get through it with no damage. We managed to get through it um, with limited effort, which is always nice. And, uh, and, and there we are, you know, sitting pretty at the top of the group. Another three goals, another clean sheet. You can't really complain uh, an awful lot. But I guess... The, the big talking point for me coming out of this game um, was the substitutions that Mikel Arteta made. Now, I don't normally go on about substitutions an awful lot. I know a lot of people do, and I know I'm quite critical of people that do. Um, but I, I found it a little bit strange that he made the changes he did. So I understand taking Jack off. I understand uh, wanting to, to protect Martinelli as well, players that are expected to start at the weekend, but bringing on Odegaard, Saka, Gabriel Jesus, that was a little bit strange for me. It was a little bit risky in that if something had gone wrong, Mikel Arteta would have been heavily, heavily criticised for that. But I guess he wanted to make sure the standard continued. I guess, as I said, he wasn't entirely happy with what he'd seen, despite Arsenal being two goals to the good at that point. As I say, the performance wasn't amazing, wasn't outstanding. I think the intensity was missing at times, maybe he wanted to keep people fresh for the weekend. I, I don't really know. Um, but it was a, a bit strange at the time. I don't understand why Marquinhos didn't get the opportunity to complete the 90 minutes, unless Mikel wasn't happy with his performance. I don't think Saka was particularly impactful when he came on. I thought Odegaard was. I thought he gave us a lot more rhythm. I thought he set the tempo a lot better. And obviously, Gabriel Jesus played an incredible part in that Fabio Vieira goal. I mean, unbelievable feat by the byline to get to the position he does. And then he puts it on the plate for the Portuguese uh, midfielder to find the roof of the net. But yeah, the substitutions, I guess, were the big talking point for me, the bit that was a little bit strange. Um, it was a special night for me on a personal note. I took my little boy uh, to the Arsenal for the first time. It was an experience. Uh, for those of you that are new to fatherhood and maybe thinking about it, I can tell you this from experience. Three years old is too young. Um, especially for an 8 p.m. kickoff on a Thursday night. Uh, he spent half time and probably most of the second half asleep on me. Um, and obviously in the North Bank, you stand. So, yeah, my arms are dead this morning. I could barely turn the steering wheel when coming into work uh, from holding uh, this absolute lump of a three-year-old that I call my son uh, for most of the game last night. But he got through it. He got his first Arsenal experience. Lots of lovely pictures. And uh, a memory, I'm sure, that will uh, will last forever. So that's that's why last night was a little bit more special for me than maybe your average fan. But just before I sign off, and remember, we are going to do a, a really detailed podcast looking ahead to the Liverpool game, which I'm sort of starting to piece together now. Um, but I just wanted to have a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a rant, I don't know if that's the right term to use, but I just wanted to have a little bit of a, a chat about... Um, yeah, just I just wanted to have a little bit of a chat about sort of some of the reaction from fans with regards to the atmosphere. I heard um, or I saw, I read a number of tweets sort of complaining about the atmosphere yesterday. Oh, the atmosphere was dull. Why are people chanting this? Why are people chanting that? I went to my season ticket and I looked across the row and none of the same people were there. It was all casual fans etc etc let me get this straight right they're not casual fans they're people that probably spend as much time on the arsenal as you do and would probably if they had the opportunity to get tickets as regularly as you do would probably make sure that they're there every week some people 
can't get go because the tickets are difficult to get hold of. Some people can't go because they can't afford it and they've got other priorities in life. I'm a family man. I completely understand that. That's just the way it goes. The Europa League games, the Carabao Cup games, the FA Cup games, what do they do? They give an opportunity to people who don't get to go week in, week out, to be able to go, to be able to take it in, to be able to uh, experience it, to take their kids, to take their friends, to take their families. Don't knock them for it because they would, in a lot of cases, give anything to be in your position where you get to go every single week. We've been moaning and complaining about the celebration police um, when they've been critical of the way Arsenal have enjoyed certain moments. Yet here we are being the fan police about our own fans. It drives me up the bloody wall. And I'm really surprised at some of the people that I've seen tweeting this stuff. Let's not forget the only reason those tickets are available to the casual fan, if you want to call them that, is because season ticket holders have given them up. Europa League games are included in our season ticket. So if somebody's got hold of a ticket, somebody that you cast as a casual fan and you don't want to have next to you, and then you're going to moan about what chance they sung and how they supported the team and how they got behind the team. How about you turn up? How about you turn up instead of putting your ticket on the exchange for someone to buy? Or instead of in some cases, and I know this for a fact, people saying to people at work, give us 20 quid a ticket and you can go. Come on. Like everybody's entitled to support the Arsenal, right? No matter how regularly they go. You wonder why the atmosphere is dull. Well, it's a Europa League group game against a very unfancied side. It was never going to be a reflection of what we saw at the North London derby last weekend. That's the fact of the matter. So please don't be one of those people that has a go at those who got the opportunity and took the opportunity to go and watch Arsenal, something that I'm sure loads of those would love to do on a regular basis. Us that go every week, we're lucky. We are lucky. We're lucky that we can get tickets. We're lucky that we can afford it. We're lucky that, you know, it's, it's a part of our lives. There are people all across the globe that would give anything to go. I put a picture last night of my son at the Emirates for the first time. He'd, he'd been on tours and whatever, but he'd never been, um, he'd never been as a, as a fan, right, to a match. This was his first opportunity. Well, you're going to have a go at me because I took a three-year-old to the game. It's my right to do that. And the only reason I could do that was because there were tickets available. I, I won't be able to take him to Liverpool on Sunday, nor would I want to really at this point in his life. But the, the point I'm trying to make here is that don't be one of those people that's judgmental around the people that do get to go on these occasions and then the way that they support the club. They don't know all the songs, some of them, because they're not there every week. They don't know what happens normally because they don't go there every week. They'd love to, I'm sure, but not everybody's that lucky. So please don't be one of those people that sits there and criticises other fans. We're all Arsenal fans. That toxicity, that negativity, that divide, get, it should have been gone ages ago. Get rid of it. Get over it. Get over yourselves. Get off your high horses. Every Arsenal supporter is entitled to go. Every Arsenal supporter is entitled to support the team in whatever way they want. Anyway, rant over. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you guys all a little bit later on. The buzz is going off here in the studio. Uh, but as I say, in-depth podcast coming up, looking ahead to, of course, Arsenal versus Liverpool at the weekend. Goodbye. <laughs>